Memories erunt nominis tui, nomine generatione et generatione. They shall remember thy name throughout all generations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our history is sacred. Not only is it good and fitting that we recall our history with pride, but it is indeed our duty to venerate the memory of those by whose actions we have been blessed to live and see this day. It is good and fitting to venerate the history and symbols of the nation that bore us, to stand at attention and feel our hearts swell when its anthem is played. For a nation is not the sum of its sins, but rather the land where our Lord was pleased to bless us and to where in turn he called us from nothing to bless his holy name and to spread his glorious reign. It is good and fitting and blessed to honor our mother and father, to thank them for the gift of life, and to venerate the authority of God the Father with which they are clothed. We ought to love and cherish their presence now here with us, and to commend them frequently to our Lord at the end of, our, of their own earthly pilgrimage. However, it is especially blessed to venerate with a particular love our sacred history, namely the history of Israel in the Old Testament and the history of Holy Mother Church in the New. In the Old Testament, among many, we venerate the memory of the blessed Judith, whose selfless courage and unflinching faith in slaying the Assyrian general Holofernes saved all of Israel from certain demise. We remember with thanksgiving the triumph of Christianity over paganism, of the great councils over error and schism, and most especially, the many victories on the field of battle or in the battle for souls, where our new Judith, the Blessed Virgin Mary, saw fit to intervene for the relief of Christendom, she whose perfect virtue and victory, victory over the serpent of Genesis, were foreshadowed by Judith decapitating Holofernes. The history of Holy Mother Church is sacred because its subject is sacred. As the French Bishop Jacques Benin Bossuet said, the Church is Jesus Christ spread and communicated. It is Jesus Christ in his plenitude. The Church is the mystical body of our Lord, and therefore her history is the history of Jesus Christ acting in the world to redeem those whom he knows to be his own by faith and good works. No historical triumph or sorrow of the Church is merely human, but it rather draws in a particular way on the graces of each of the mysteries of our Lord Jesus Christ. Until such a time as the Church is remade in the perfect image of her Redeemer, without spot or blemish. October 7, 1571, the date whose events gave rise to the feast we celebrate today, is dear to our hearts because on that day Jesus Christ was pleased to glorify his Blessed Mother by giving victory through her intercession to an inferior Christian force against an enemy thought invincible. Muslim armies had been broken against Christian resolve before at Poitiers in France, and they would break again at Vienna. But the Battle of Lepanto shines singularly because of the desperation of the Christian side and the absolute confidence of their captain, their true captain not being the rightly honored John of Austria, who led on the field of battle that day, but rather St. Pius V. St. Pius V could not be found among the hundreds of galleys at sea that day, but from his papal apartments in Rome, 
he wielded a far greater weapon than any warrior, the Most Holy Rosary. That the Church militant may teach men the truth and may guide them to eternal salvation, she must enter daily upon war, wrote Pope Leo XIII in his encyclical on the Most Holy Rosary, October Mense. That war is waged in souls and for them, but it often decides the fate of nations, and there are fewer greater such examples than the victory at Lepanto of which we celebrate the 450th anniversary this year. As in our Lord's life, so in the life of his mystical body, an external miracle magnifies an interior miracle. The greatness of the victory of Lepanto is a measure of the greatness of the spiritual power of the rosary to win the war for the salvation of our souls as well as the salvation of our nations. No enemy is so numerous or so seemingly invincible no government so tyrannical, no sin so ingrained that cannot be defeated by the Most Holy Rosary. Just as Muslim resolve broke that day to see the banner of the Holy League fly over the flagship of their Grand Admiral, Satan and his cohorts falter to find the banner of Christ raised in a soul through the faithful recitation of the Most Holy Rosary. The Rosary is the privileged means by which Our Lady gives birth to our Lord anew in the souls of her faithful children. With every passing bead, we draw from our mother's immaculate heart a heart like unto that of her son. For as Blessed Columba Marmion says, there is no other form of sanctity than that which Christ has shown us. The degree of our perfection is measured by the degree of our imitation of Jesus and of our union with him. Therefore, Above all the histories dear to us, the dearest must be the scenes of the earthly life of our Lord Jesus Christ. True God and true man, every moment of his life bears a particular grace with which he has infused it, as with so many rose petals for us to collect in his memory. But they are not mere memories. Our sacred history is also holy because it sanctifies. As the great blessed Columba Marmion reminds us again, the commemoration of the mysteries of our Lord are not mere remembrances. Our Lord's nativity bears with it a particular grace of humility and charity. Our Lord's sorrowful passion bears with it a hatred of sin, a spirit of penance and reparation. His holy resurrection bears the immense grace of freedom from sin and an ever firmer attachment to His heavenly Father's divine will. Winning these graces for our souls is not an intellectual exercise. Firstly and principally, these graces flood our souls when we properly solemnize their respective feasts. But after a faithful observance of the liturgical year, after the prayers of the Most Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, no greater means can be imagined to conform our souls to Christ, to touch these mysteries and be sanctified by them than the Most Holy Rosary. Do we struggle with a particular sin? Do we lack a particular virtue? Let us go to the throne of grace. Let us go to the wells of salvation and draw from Our Lady's treasury the graces of her divine Son. At every moment of our Lord's life and ministry, his blessed mother was near. She collected the graces of each of these mysteries to pour them forth on the souls who would, who would be entrusted to her maternal love. The age of Mary dawned the day that Jesus Christ, life itself, died to destroy death as he from the cross entrusted each of us in the person of St. John to his holy and immaculate mother. 
Now when we take up our rosaries, it is really our Blessed Mother who takes us up, carrying us to the manger at Bethlehem, to Calvary in the cross, to the empty tomb. Happy as she is to give birth to her blessed Son in our very souls once more, to see our sins die with him as he gasps his last on Calvary, to see us live with new life, new life for our Heavenly Father. We see each mystery through her eyes, and as we weep with her, rejoice with her, give thanks with her, we are drawn into the unbreakable and ineffable union between the sacred and immaculate hearts. Our history is sacred because it lives. It lives in the immaculate heart of our mother, where she keeps all that our Lord gave her. By the recitation of the Most Holy Rosary, we too dwell therein, drawing on her intercession to be made into the image of Jesus Christ, her Son, whose living mysteries sanctify us through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let us fulfill today Our Lady's prophecy from her Magnificat in the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, that all generations shall call her blessed. And let us make our own the praise of Judith after her great victory as we hail the new Judith and co-redemptrix of our race, who has triumphed with her son over sin and death and will triumph over the errors of this age. The Lord hath blessed thee by his power, because by thee he hath brought our enemies to naught, Blessed art thou, O daughter, by the Lord, the Most High God, above all women upon the earth, because he hath so magnified thy name this day, that thy praise shall not depart out of the mouth of men, who shall be mindful of the power of the Lord forever, for that thou hast not spared thy life by reason of the distress and tribulation of thy people, but hast prevented our ruin in the presence of our God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Um.